Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Church Online. So glad that you guys are still tuning in and watching videos and honoring this time to worship and gather around the Word of God. We are so blessed to hear of how many people are still gathering in their homes and still even getting dressed up. Yeah, I was, I was actually just wondering, I wonder if anybody's still in their jammies, you know, <laughs> doing church in your jammies. You can do that. I you? think I might do that job. <laughs> I think I would do church of my job. I think you would. I would, yeah. But if you dressed up, big up to you. Like, we're impressed, man. That is amazing. Send some pics on our Facebook page. We'd love to see them. So, anyway, lockdown, yes, lockdown. Is, is kind of wrapping up, sort of, not really. We're going into a phased approach our government has announced, uh, which is good news. It's great that we're moving forward. However, um, it does look like it's going to be a long time before we actually gather. Anything can happen. Church, but anything can happen. Yeah, but anything can happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's really uh, what's happening at the moment. And what we're going to do as a church is, um, worst case scenario, we're not going to gather for a while. There are two things we really want to focus on during this lockdown period. And that is, number one is prayer. And number two is discipleship. Those are the two things that we want to just hone in on and grasp and master during this time. So Yeah, I mean, I can't even keep up with the amount of prayer groups and prayer WhatsApps and scheduled time to amazing. pray. Yeah. And my, my phone keeps beeping. People are praying. Yeah. And they're really not. 7.15, 12 o'clock, yeah. you know, the 9pm prayer. And yeah. There's just prayer going on all around the world. And I think because there's this anticipation for this revival, yeah. this beautiful revival that we are stewarding. Yeah. Um, so prayer is critical in this time. And it's so encouraging to know that we're not praying alone. We're not praying in isolation. There is an army of prayer warriors who are rising up around the world, yeah. praying for the Spirit of God to be ushered into all areas of society. So we really believe God is setting the stage for revival, people. Yeah. We really believe revival is coming. It's here. It's like it's in the air. And so, if anything, the one thing we need to do is just focus on prayer and really, um, you know, master this thing while yeah. we've got the time to do it. I think another aspect is discipleship yeah. because uh, that's exactly what Jesus said. He said yeah. that we are to be his disciples and we are to make disciples. And to be a disciple or to make a disciple is not dependent on whether or not we can leave our house or not. Yeah, it's, we, we are continuing We're to disciples. make, make yeah, disciples yeah. and be disciples and focus in on it. So we have small groups that you can be a part of. There are area leaders that you can contact to get more details around that. Um, but it is critical that we are looking and, and harnessing these opportunities that are all around us to make disciples in this time. So two things, like Trish said, uh, the 5am WhatsApp prayer meeting is happening and I think we've got like 90 something people on there. Uh, if you haven't yet joined, join us and we're going to have a special focus this week which I'll tell you about in a moment. But also if you're not in an online group, uh, contact one of our area leaders or the number on the screen and join an online connect group and get a part of discipleship in this season. Yeah. Amen. So let's get into the word for today. Amen. Um, last week we spoke about praying for big things. And we, we, we spoke about the fact that, you know, sometimes it's really hard to pray for big things. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's just hard to pray for our own lives yeah. and our, the own stuff we're going through. Just like, and sometimes that seems just too big. Mm -hmm. And then to go and pray for other things like the economy or, you know, COVID-19 or revival, it just seems sometimes 
too far. Too far and out there. Like, I, I like you know, our prayers are even counting. So we spoke about praying. We spoke about that last week, praying for big things. And what we want to do today is we want to actually pick up on that message mm-hmm. and we want to reinforce it this week. We want to pick it up and look at it from different angles. Go a bit um, deeper. And go deeper in it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to start by reminding you of that scripture in James 5.17, where it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and he prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain on the land for three years and six months. And really what what James, the the apostle, is saying to us in that moment, guys, is he he was a man just like us. Mm -hmm. And he prayed for something big and it happened, you know. And the invitation is there like, hey, we could do that. Mm -hmm. We can do what he did, which is awesome. Mm, So encouraging. You know, the scripture continues and it says um, the earnest, sorry, before, it says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its work. I love that. That's the amplified version. Mm. Yeah. So there is tremendous power available when we pray. And so we spoke about faith last week being the, the necessary ingredient if we're going to pray for big things. You know, if we're going to pray, we've got to have faith. We've got we to have faith. And in particular, we've got to have faith in four key areas. Mm. And um, we spoke about having faith in the nature of God, yeah. faith in our calling, faith in the future, mm. and faith in the very action of prayer itself. Yeah. Those, those four key areas is where we where we really need to have big faith if we've got faith in those areas we it'll be easier and better to pray for Mm. big things it's kind of like a table if you think about a table's got four legs on it um so each of those uh, points they they uphold our faith just like a table stands strong if it's got all legs if one's missing if two are Mm. are missing then it kind of lopsided falls over um it's the same with with these points you know these keys if if we've got faith in those areas, we, we're going to have a solid faith. Yeah. Right? And you got encouragement this week, just how people have been so built up from the word that we brought last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their faith has just been raised to a whole new level and their confidence in the power of prayer as they've taken those four aspects and applied them to greater measure in their lives. Yeah. It's been awesome to watch. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to start off today. We're going to go into those four points again. And we're going to look at them each again, and we're going to bring you some fresh and perspectives on them, and maybe some deeper insight into them mm-hmm. as well. So we're going to start with faith in the nature of God. Come on. Um, and the first thing I want to give you is a quote by A.W. Tozer. I don't know if you're a Tozer, any Tozer fans out there. He said some profound things, okay? This is what he said. Listen to this. He said, what comes into our minds mm-hmm. when we think about God is the most important thing about us yeah that's so good isn't that incredible it's so good and so accurate and so true isn't that i mean what what comes into our minds when Mm. we think about god Mm. is the most important thing about us Mm. most important thing i mean if i had to ask you to close your eyes and 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 i've had to think about what i'm going to say and then i say the word god Mm. while your eyes are closed whatever comes to mind Mm. in that moment and whatever emotions are attached to that is the most important thing sure. about you. Yep. That needs to be like, we have got to deal with that if that thing is not right. Yeah. Why? Well, because y- you can never rise above the image or the picture that you carry of God. Mm. You know, if your picture of God is one where he's distant, he's uncaring, mm. he doesn't really 
notice you, he's not really thinking about you, then you're going to find it really hard to approach him in prayer and have faith that he's going to help you with your life and and with things going on in your life. And and not only just your life, but everything else you're going to pray for. So your picture of God is is the most important thing and you've got we've got to have faith in the nature of the true nature of god mm. and something i noticed this week was um in the parable of the talents uh it's very interesting how you have three servants in the parable of the talents and the first two take what was given to them and they multiply it mm. but the third one doesn't and the reason mm. i don't know if you've ever noticed this mm. but the reason why the third one buried his talent was because he had a picture of his master that he believed his master was hard. It says this in Matthew 25. It says this, verse 24. He who had received one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a harsh and hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you had not winnowed the grain. Mm. So the reason why this guy buried his talent was because he had an image of his master being, being harsh. hard and harsh and it put this fear in him yeah. it put this like trepidation and so he didn't multiply what was given to him mm. and i think that's what so many people do with prayer oh. is they bury the talent the gift the thing that god has given to us mm. they bury it because their picture of who god is is not Accurate. They they are afraid of God. They're scared of God. So they, they bury in, their prayer. So they bury it. They wow. just they don't multiply. They don't reproduce after it. Mm-hmm. One Peter three fifteen says this. It says, "Sanctify the Lord, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts." Mm. You know what is what does that phrase mean? Sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Yeah. Um, it it doesn't say. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say sanctify the Lord. You know, we can't yeah. sanctify God. God <laughs> is and was yeah. and always <laughs> will be pure, holy, fully sanctified. But what it does say is sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Mm. You know, the image that you carry of God in your heart can sometimes become unsanctified. Yo. Not holy. Mm. Something that is incorrect. Something that is not what scripture wants it to be. Mm. You know, and, and so so he's he is who he is, but the picture that we mm. carry in our hearts distorted. of who he is, is can be distorted. Mm. And and Peter was exhorting his congregation there, saying, Sanctify the Lord mm. in your heart. Mm. Clean up the image of who God is. You know, make sure that that image that you carry of him is what scripture says about him. And I think that's something that all of us need to do. Um, so, you know, one person that I really admire in scripture who, um, who has such a beautiful picture of God yeah. is David. I David. mean, like, you know, David, like, really believed in the goodness of God. And not just the goodness of God, but the goodness of God towards him. Yeah. Uh, he didn't just believe in the mercy of God, mm. but the mercy of God towards him. Yes. And you see this in the Psalms, you know, how he, he really believed God was for him, mm. that God would defend him, that God would be his tower, that God was his shepherd, that God would provide for him, that God was taking care of him. In Psalm 139, he said this, he said, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. Mm. I can't even count them. Wow. So God, you know, David had this idea that God... Could, was thinking about him all the time. That he was like the apple of God's eye. That God just yeah. was in love with him. That you know, and yeah. and I, that's right. I think that's written in Scripture because it's God breathed. It's, mm. it's 
that's breathed by the Spirit of God to try to help us mm. to understand that that is God. Yeah. That, that who we, that's who He is. That He's good, not only just good in general, but He's mm. good to us. And then God would turn around and say that, that David is a man after my own heart. Yeah. Exactly. So, so guys, we have to sanctify the Lord in our hearts and make sure the picture that we carry mm. is the most important thing. You know, Trish said last week that if we're ever struggling with who God is, what we need to do is just mm. look at Jesus. You said that. Yeah, sure. Because Jesus is an exact representation of who God is. Mm. If you see me, you've seen yeah. the Father. That's what he said. So, um, so a wonderful way to, to sanctify the Lord in our hearts is to, to read the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays, or to watch the Gospels. Exactly. <laughs> so now <laughs> we can even watch the Gospels. I don't know if you guys have heard about the new TV series mm. called The Chosen. Oh, that's right? a good way to spend your time. You know, this is like if you're looking for a series to binge, binge this one. Okay, this is amazing. We've been watching it as a family. Yeah. Our boys are loving it. We're like, next one, next one, next one. It's a really a fresh look at Jesus. And I have to say, I'm, I love it. Yeah, we're big fans. I love it. We're big, big fans. fans. We highly recommend it. Please go get it. It's free. Get the app, whatever it, the whole thing is. Go Google it. Go search it. Get it. Yeah. Because it's going to give you such a beautiful picture so of good. Jesus. And when we're watching it, remember that's who God is to you yeah. as well. The second key is faith in our calling. And last week, I shared a declaration um, about who God says that you are. And I hope that you have taken a moment to speak that over yourself, whether mm. you stood in front of the mirror and declared it to yourself. <laughs> uh, but we did make it available. And um, I want to focus in on the last line there. It said, you are his workmanship, holy, justified, filled with authority, more than a conqueror. All things work together for your good and you are free. And there's a key word I want to just draw out from that statement, and that is the word authority. Yeah. You know, when I say the word authority, doesn't it just make you sit up a little bit taller? Yeah. Make you feel a little bit more empowered? Um, And I'll tell you a couple of people who really felt that sense of authority were the 72 that Jesus sent out. All right. Um, In the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 17 to 18, it says to us that the 72 returned to him filled with joy. Mm. Now, why did, they, why did they return filled with joy? Well, firstly, they were sent out, maybe with a certain amount of trepidation and expectation, yeah. but they came back triumphant. Yeah. They came back saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Wow, come on. They were blown away. Yeah, they were amazed. That they yeah. had something operating. within them or upon them that was causing even demons to be subjected to them. Mm. And Jesus's reply was this. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Come on. Behold, I give Give you you authority to trample over Mm. snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means harm you. Mm. Come on. I mean, those are some really powerful words yeah i give you authority over all the power of the enemy absolutely yeah you know it doesn't downplay the fact that the enemy has power sure or that the enemy is real yeah you know and i think we only need to look 
in the world around us to see that there is a very real enemy to mankind and that he is exercising power on a crazy level at the moment. Whether that be through um, circumstances in your own life where you feel undermined or you feel that you're living in lack, lack of joy, lack of self-control, lack of peace, lack of provision, whether you see it in in the bigger picture of what's going on with COVID-19 and um, just distortion of truth being hopping around, false information. You know, that's that's, scripture tells us that the enemy is the father of lies and deceitfulness. Mm. So if we're not getting accurate information through news channels or through um, social media, uh, distribution that's that's the power of the enemy at work yeah, it is and we have to understand that we have authority over, over that. that we yeah. have authority over things wherever like, we see it yeah. wherever we see the power yeah. of the enemy yeah. having having a go trying yeah. to trying to dominate we have to rise up and understand that Jesus said I have given you authority yeah. Come on. Yeah. and that authority is the word exousia did Exusia. I say it right? I think you did. Okay. Exousia. I'm not yeah. exactly a, a major scholar <laughs> in Greek. Yeah, everybody say exousia. Exousia. Oh, just and sounds authoritative. It yeah. does, doesn't it? Exousia. And yeah. you know that it's, that means legal authority. It's like Jesus giving you a delegated authority to displace the power of the enemy Come wherever on, he is operating. Come on. Wow. So, I mean, I just love that. I love the fact that Jesus would entrust us with such authority. Yeah. And I love the fact that he sends us out empowered yeah. and equipped with a legal position to say, no, 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 you cannot operate here because I am here operating under the Spirit of God. Wow. This is our calling. This is our calling. This is what he's called us to be. He's called us to be an authority on the earth. Yeah. And and carry authority over Satan. That's and it. wherever we see him operating. Wherever we see his power. It's not hard to see him operating in the world. I mean, we, it's, it's quite easy. Um, but sometimes, you know, as we look at the world, we, we can feel disempowered because it looks so big it looks so big his power looks big in the world i yeah. mean you just you think about what's going on in government or yeah. in, in various sectors of our city and you just you can feel like whoa that's but it's that's not true but it's not it's yeah. not truth because if you are in christ he has given you that authority wow and he wants us to exercise it Come and on. you know what i think it's um it's high time for us to go into our room close the door mm. and get busy with Prayer. Exercising our authority. Yeah. Exercising our authority, because mm. that's that's who we really are. Um, mm. So we're not gonna we're not gonna stand for the lies. We're not gonna stand for the oppression and the undermining of who we really are. We're gonna rise up. We're gonna um, understand that in Christ we're more than conquerors. That God will turn all things to your good, mm. and that you are not subjected to the enemy. You are in authority over mm. His power. Yeah. Um, there's there's a powerful scripture where it says that I have given you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on the earth that which is released in heaven. Wow. What is going on in your earthly realm that is actually forbidden in heaven? Wow. Those are the things you need to rise up and take authority over and wow. say, not on my watch. Yeah. That's not going to go down while I'm still standing. Yeah. And we get into our prayer closet and we deal with that. Mm. And you know what? If you feel a bit overwhelmed, if you feel like, you know, I'm just so under the power of the enemy, I don't think I can do that. 
Well, you know, that scripture goes on and it says, I tell you this, if two of you agree, so there's an encouragement to partner up yeah, with somebody else yeah. and say, hey, this feels too big for me or I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And when you pair up, I love the scripture, it says one can put a thousand to flight, but two ten thousand. Yeah, come on. And so if you're feeling a little bit like you can't do this on your own, you don't have to do it on your own. Partner Absolutely. up, get a buddy, connect groups, a perfect place to find a buddy. But yeah. pray and, and use your authority. exercise your authority, guys. So this is what God has called us to be. This is we called to be this authority on the earth. That was so good. Yeah. And it kind of leads into our next point, which is faith in the future. You know, what what we what we're saying under this point and what we said last week was that we, we really have to have faith in a better future. Yeah. In a better tomorrow. Uh, Hebrews chapter eleven verse one says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things yet unseen. Yeah. And what that really means is that if there's no hope, you cannot have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if you don't hope for a better future for even yourself or your family your or your circumstance mm. or your, your career, um, or what about the city or what about South Africa or what about our government, you know, then, then you're never going to have the faith to pray for big things. So we, we have to envisage a, a better future. Yeah, right? I like that. Pete Gregg, one of my favorite authors, <laughs> he wrote a book called Dirty Glory that really impacted my life. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to quote him. Um, he said the following. He said, a generation can be changed. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Thousands can turn to Jesus in a handful of years. I'm going to say months. All right. Popular culture can be rewired. Popular culture can be rewired. Mm. Oppressive regimes can be dismantled. Not just in ancient history, not just in the Bible, but right here and yes. now in the West, yes. in South Africa, yes. with people just like us. Come on. I love that. You know, I've been reading this, this last week quite a few about a lot of revivals that have mm. taken place and just studying them. And one thing that stood out to me was the Welsh revival yeah. and this character called Evan Roberts, who's one of the kind of like the key figures in the Welsh revival in 1904. And what was interesting was he was so burdened for his world and, and, the, and the society that he was living in. Sure. And he started to ask God for 100,000 souls. What? Can you imagine <laughs> that? So he started praying for a figure. He got wow. a figure in his heart. He got it. In his mind, he imagined a hundred thousand people coming to Jesus. Sure, not just his family or his like next door neighbors. Yeah, like uh, like the city, the like a hundred, the nation, the province. Yeah, the nation. You know, like a hundred thousand. Can you see a hundred thousand people coming to God? Oh man. You know, like he started catching a vision for a hundred thousand people, and guess what? In six months. 100,000 people were added to the Welsh Church. What? And over like a year, many more thousands were added. And, and wow. from there, revivals were sparked around the world. But mm. just because one man was like, you know what? I, I'm tired of seeing things the way they are. I can imagine heaven coming to earth. Beautiful. And I'm going to pray for heaven to come to earth. Beautiful. And, you know, one thing he would, you know, churches were empty. And something that grieved him, in his own words, Evan Roberts said this. He said, I was grieved in the failure of Christianity, Ooh, for it seemed to me a complete failure. Wow. He said, and, and he looks at empty churches and a lack of fire and people and society, and there were mm. drunkards everywhere, and bars were full, and churches were empty, and he was just like, Aww. it just seemed like such a failure. So he was so bothered with the now mm. that he began to pray. 
Mm. And he envisioned a, a new future for well for Wales for his for his nation and began to pray it in and, and they saw it. They saw yeah. in fact the, the Welsh revival uh, impacted society so much that taverns emptied, okay, like literally closed down and courtrooms even what? emptied. So there were days where they would arrive in courts where they went from like 70 cases a day down to two cases a day and sometimes wow. no cases. All right. Like the courtrooms were just empty. That is so um, cool. But that, but that was a result of praying heaven to earth. Yeah. There's another quote I want to share with you. It's mm. from Walter Wink and it says this intercessory prayer is spiritual defiance mm. of what is in the way of what God has promised. I love that. It's defiance in uh, what is in the way of what God has promised. Sure. It's like, I, I, I don't want, it's, I'm not gonna stand for this because God has promised that, yes. okay? And then he carries on, he says, intercession visualizes an alternative future mm. to the one apparently fated by the momentum of current forces. Mm. Intercession visualizes an alternate future, mm. okay? Now that's something, that's a key here. Like if you just think about COVID-19 at the moment, you know, yeah. apparently fated by the current circumstances, the current forces, yeah. this you know. This is what's happening in America. This is just this the is beginning in South Africa. Wuhan. We're gonna see like, yeah. it's gonna get much worse. Our hospitals are gonna get yeah. much full. You that's know just the trajectory we're on. But, no. but 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 intercession, yeah. right? And prayer faith in the future says no. Yeah. Like current forces are pushing us down this road and yeah. we say no, we see an alternate future. That's we right. see a future where this thing ends at yes. the end of April. Yes. All those people who are sick right now, we see them oh, healed. We see them healed. Yeah. We see them walking out of the their houses. We just see this lockdown finishing in record time. We yeah. see South Africa being a wonder to the nations. Oh. We we see something different. To what's currently being mm. projected mm. and then it carries on and says this prayer infuses the air of a time yet to be mm. into the suffocating atmosphere of the present Yo. so prayer infuses the air of a time yet to be and that's what we're doing when we're praying with a, an alternate future in our minds we're, we're infusing the air the atmosphere the climate with another future sure. okay I love that. and he says these shapers of the future are the intercessors who call out the future yeah the longed for new presence who call out of the future the longed for new present mm. guys yeah yeah can i say something on yeah. that because you know so many of the intercessory groups we're a part of it's the word is speak declare speak it out use your voice yeah um Speak things as they, they should be, that the, the hopeful expectation that we have. When you understand your authority, yes. that you've been given that license mm. and, the, and, your, and your calling in yeah. Christ, and you understand that the future is not fated by what the media reports. Yes. That is actually not what the media reports. When we understand that there's another future, there's a God future. Yes. And we start to see that and we start to standing in authority. Are you getting this? Yeah, come the on. The two working together, you know, and yeah. a correct picture of God. Yeah. We see things happen, guys. Yeah. We, we see big things, big change coming. Mm. So that leads us to our last key. That's which so is, cool. The last key is faith in the actual action of prayer. Yeah, we got to believe okay. that this thing God has given us actually so, is powerful. There's, a, there's an awesome man who wrote something last week. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. That's my husband. And, uh, and I thought it was too good not to share. So let me read you what he wrote. He said this, You have to marvel at the genius of God in that he has given us a weapon mm. that every Christian can use. Every. No prison cell or government order 
or army could ever stop. It is unstoppable, guys. It can reach over borders and across nations and touch others in faraway places with no travel required. So borders might be closed, but not to prayer. Yeah, not to prayer. Okay. It doesn't require any education or degree in order for it to be great or for great prayers. Sorry, for great prayers are the result of great faith and heartfelt sincerity and not titles, position, degrees or accomplishments. Good. It doesn't require yeah. a special building or a time for it can be in your bed throughout the night watches or under a tree in the middle of the day or wherever you can bend your knee or bow your heart. And I just thought that was just yeah. so good. That's good. So thank you for writing that. But I want to focus in on the fact that you said God has given us a weapon. Yeah. And that is what our action of prayer is. Prayer is a weapon. It is yeah. a weapon. You have a weapon that has been entrusted to you. Yeah. And we are like skilled warriors. Yeah. We have got to learn how to master our weapons. Yeah. If you think about a squire, you know, the, the, the person before they become a knight, they're a squire, they're in training. Yeah. They get trained in artillery. They get trained in physical agility, in technique of how to use different weapons. They develop muscle strength. They develop stamina so that they can become masterful knights. Yeah. So we've got to be like those squires yeah. who take the weapon of prayer and develop it. We've got to continue in our journey of maturing and growing so that we can wield the power for yeah. weapon of prayer so and good. to do it effectively. So it's something we grow in. Yeah. You know, we, we give them this thing and you know what, like we get better at it. And when you get better, you get better at things when you practice them. Definitely. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I've noticed, you know, since we've dedicated mornings to prayer, yeah, um, it becomes more powerful. Yeah. There, there are depths to it. There is newness to it. There is yes. like another authority that comes through it. You, you really, you start to war in different ways. Mm. Um, there's different angles to it. There's t sometimes we wake up and it is war, you know, yeah. and, it's, and it yeah. feels like that. Sometimes there's there's visions and we're praying what God is saying yeah. and you know it's, it's different it's all different. the time but Absolutely. you definitely get better at it yeah we never stop learning about its power yeah never yeah the, the power of prayer is something that never. we will never we never like oh okay I got oh, this God, I got this I'm a prayer warrior yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've learned everything I need I'm to sorted. know yeah. yeah we never stop learning about the, the power that it, that it holds we never stop marveling at its incredible effects you know, woe to us if we become familiar with answered prayer and just be like passive about it. It's like yeah. we have to remember the benefits of our Lord as we are bringing things to Him in prayer and we're seeing. If you've been praying Psalm yeah. 91 over your home and you've been in peace through this time, yeah. it's because you've been praying Psalm 91 and you have to give the Lord thanks, oh for, God, that. thanks for that. Yeah. And uh, so we must never stop marveling at the incredible effects of prayer. Uh, maturing in prayer is an art, almost yeah. like a growing in spiritual rank. Yeah. It's an art, it's an art form. Um, prayer is not just another to do in life. Yeah, it's not. It's not, oh yes, I've got to pray, let me do my prayer time. Brush my teeth, pray. Do no. my work, no. Yeah. Prayer is what sustains life. It's not that. another to it's do. It's not another to do in life, it is 
what sustains all of life. Everything yeah. that we do in life is fueled by prayer. Yeah. And, and it's effective when we're quiet and when we're contemplative, when we're not having a multitasked soul, mm. when we have a sense of peace. That's why it's, it's so important that we get rid of distractions yeah. um, and Close we master the this, these, these mm. areas of life. And, um, and we're built up. We're built up when we pray. Um, and we're wise to eliminate anything that displaces our passion for prayer. Yeah, that would be good. You know, I, I can't emphasize this enough. We have to be seriously aggressive and militant on displacing anything that, um, that getting rid of anything life. that's going to try and displace our prayer life. Yeah, you know, we got to. I think we said last week that it's the thing that Satan fears the most sure. is when we pray. And we would, it would follow then as that prayer is actually the most attacked area in our lives. Yeah. And so we've got to be ruthless. We gotta, that's where we've got to, you know, bring out the authority and go, hang on. No, I'm going to build my life around this thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and just to touch on your point where you said that prayer is different at different times. You know, yeah. sometimes we, we're, we're me meditating on the word of God. Sometimes so love we're, whatever, yeah, we're yeah. just waiting on him and we're, we're pondering his goodness. Sometimes we're at war. Yeah. We're at war and you can feel, and you can yeah. feel it and you can feel that you're, you're shifting things in the spiritual realm. And, um, and so prayer should, should have a different dynamics to it as you're led by the spirit. Yeah. You know, which leads me into another aspect of this weapon called prayer. Yeah. And that is praying in the spirit. Nothing has affected my prayer life more than the ability the to pray in the spirit. And Fully what, agree. Yeah, yeah, what I mean by that is that when we when we are able to pray in that heavenly language, to pray in a in a tongue that your mind doesn't understand, but your spirit is connecting directly with the spirit of God, and and your mind's not profiting, but your spirit man's being built up. Mm. And I just think it is so critical that um, that praying in the spirit is not you know pushed aside in some people's minds as, oh, that's what like the kooky Christians do yeah. or like the guys who are a bit weird, but that every single one of us understand that praying in a heavenly language, it's a gift that God gives us yeah. and we should never quench the Holy Spirit, yeah. but we should embrace it and we should, you know, the times that we um, baptize people in the Holy Spirit and just to encourage them not to be uh, tentative or to feel embarrassed, but just to break through in that freedom and you see it as they break through that self-conscious yeah. um, yeah. resistance and they start to speak in a new heavenly language and they, they get built up and they get confident and all yeah. of a sudden they're praying with more revelation and understanding yeah. and authority. And maybe we can even pray for people at the end of our time to, sure, let's to do be that. filled with the Holy Spirit. What a great gift, you know, praying in tongues, really it does. It builds, Paul said, it, your mind doesn't problem, but it builds up your spirit, man. Yeah. And, and, and you start to feel filled with the Spirit. And when you fill with the Spirit, you can pray accurately. You can pray according to the way God mm. wants you to pray in that time. So what That's a wonderful so tool great. we have in that. And it's a weapon, not even a tool. Mm. Tool, weapon, weapon. Weapon. Okay, we like that better. I, I like um, what I wrote here. Sorry, can mm. I say I like it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> when we pray in tongues, it's as if we are that knight who steps into his armor, picks up his weapons, and masterfully slays the dragon before him. Lovely. Yeah. That is good, babe. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so 
that brings us to the end of what we wanted to share with you today. Um, so remember, we're talking about the four key areas we've got to build our faith. Faith in the nature of God, faith in our calling, faith in a, better, in a future, in a better tomorrow of heaven on earth, mm. and faith in this powerful weapon that God has given us called prayer. Mm. Okay? That's where we're building our faith because we're going to continue this week to pray for big things. Yeah. And the big thing that we're, we're going to pray for this week, guys, is revival. revival. Yeah. Come on. We want to see revival. We want to see heaven touch Durban people. I don't know about you, but I want to see hundreds of hundreds of thousands oh, of people getting saved and churches full and people coming to Jesus mm. and families getting touched and the prostitutes getting mm. saved and the drug lords getting saved and our government changing. Yeah. And kingdom coming to Durban, man. It can be different. And it, it already is happening. And it is happening. You know, like God, you said, the kingdom is, is in the air. Yeah. It's all around us right now. The kingdom is coming and it is already here. And it's here. Revival is coming and it is already here. It's already here. So this week we're going to focus on revival. So we're going to, uh, in our WhatsApp prayer group at 5 a.m., we're going to be sending you stuff to help you pray for revival this week. We're, gonna, we're really going to stand in the gap to see revival in our city. We're going to call it in. We're going to pray it. We're going to, because we're big faith now, we're going to pray for this big thing called revival. Mm -hmm. So join us if you haven't yet joined that. Um, there is a small group discussion guide available for this word that we've been sharing with you. And it's also available on our WhatsApp line if you want it. We want to encourage you to get that, get into a small group and start discussing this word that we have shared yeah. with somebody else. Yeah. You know, it's one thing just to listen to a word, but it's another thing. It, you know, I, I like to think of it like if you listen to a word, it comes like this, this far. You know, it's like in the head, you know, a little bit gets down. But when you start to discuss it with someone mm. and, and apply it, yeah. it really sinks into your heart. You know, it goes to another level. And so we don't want to be people who just hear the word. Yeah. We want to be doers of the word. Okay? We, want to be, we want to be doers of the word. So please join an online group where you can take this discussion guide mm -hmm. and discuss it with somebody and apply it in your life so we can all be doers of the word. Amen? Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Amen.